This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers your hometown sports book. Usually we come on once a week and talk about the ATP tour, but no, we're into 2023, which means we've got five days of new shows per week on tennis. And now every single Monday, we'll have a new show on Game Better Match and we'll be talking about the WTA tour. And I'm delighted to say that our WTA expert for 2023 is Mr. Rory Giovanni. Rory, happy new year to you and welcome along to the Bet Rivers Network. Happy New Year to you too, Nigel. And um, yeah, great to be involved. Um, looking forward to it. Um, it's been a long time since we've worked together, but uh, wow. um, yeah, looking forward to getting stuck into the WTA. I've seen uh, the ATP stuff you've done with Sean Calvert and it's impressive. I feel like I've got uh, a bit to live up to there because Sean is very, very good, but uh, we'll do our best and hopefully point our viewers, listeners in the direction of some winners now and again. Well, uh, listen, that's a lovely compliment. Sean will be, uh, he's, he's now the senior handicapper of the ATP tour, which I'm not very happy about senior, which, uh, <laughs> which we'll mention, we'll come on to a little senior later. Senior means old, doesn't it? Exactly. Well, that's, so, in my book, in my book, it means old, but in, in Sean's book, it means something else. But uh, no, it's delighted <laughs> as long as we have you on. We've got, we'll have five shows a week now. So uh, every Sunday, myself and Sean will break down the ATP tour. And on Monday, the WTA tour, which myself and uh, Rory will be, and uh, we also look on Wednesday into a player perspective with uh, former tennis uh, world number four and American number one, James Blake. So really, really exciting times ahead in 2023 on the tennis product. Before we go into the the matches, uh, we'll tell you a little bit about yourself, Rory. I mean, m- m- my, we, I met you, I think it was 20 years ago now. Uh, <laughs> oh, we we, we work both. Quite. I think it was, I, I, my, my daughter is 21. And I think she was about one or two. So that's how okay. it must have been 19, 20 years ago. And we Ooh. met working on Satanta Sports News, which was a sort of a, a, a 24-hour a news channel, which was a competitor at the time to Sky Sports. What great days they were. <laughs> yeah, I remember that in uh, Grays Inn Road in in uh, London, um, in the ITN building, Satanta Sports News. Yeah, it was a long time ago. You, um, Yeah, I was kind of working as a, assistant producer waitress in a cocktail yeah. bar <laughs> <laughs> um and you were doing some of your betting stuff now and again and uh yeah and uh it was yeah that was so i think satanta sports news started in 2007 if memory serves it might have been a little bit earlier um and then it, it lasted about 18 months and then uh they went bust um and uh and then i was freelancing in mostly tv production um and then I worked for a bookies as their as their PR and, and did a lot of horse racing stuff for them um and appeared on TV and radio uh odd bits of other sport but mostly horse racing and it was about then in about 2011 when I started this bookies job and obviously you get to talk to the traders and and the people who make the books 
um and you do other sports as well and and that's when I really started I mean I'd always liked tennis I'd always enjoyed watching tennis but that was when I started thinking tennis was a very good betting medium and particularly women's tennis now obviously you do the ATP with with Sean but I'm not as big a fan of men's tennis because men's is very serve dominated you know if you've got a big serve is you know you get cheap points on serve the women don't have that so much and when i started betting on women's tennis it was very very one you had a lot of one-sided matches and that's how i would play it i would look for the really one-sided matches particularly early in the slams um you had the likes of serena and maria sharapova azarenka ivanovic and then even on clay and clay always seemed to exacerbate the difference uh, because you can't hit quick winners on clay. You you play out long rallies because it's so slow. So players like Sam Stoza and Sarah Irani on clay, and you could always find their matches against inferior opposition and, and bet on, I used to bet on the um, set scores, six love and six one uh, in look for those one-sided matches and bet those. And I had quite a lot of success with that. Um, so as the years went by, I mean, and one thing which I enjoy more now, it doesn't make it so attractive to bet on, is that the depth in women's tennis has grown immeasurably since mm. I started betting. And those those bets just don't work anymore. It's very hard to find those one-sided matches. Um, so now I think... Because it's so open, I mean, we're going to discuss the two tournaments this week. Well, there there are three tournaments. There's also the United Cup. That's a team event. We'll avoid that. Um, there is a num- There are a number of players who can win these tournaments now, and you can get upsets. And you know, it's I I much prefer betting on the outright now, um, and and occasionally the the odd match. But you can find some good value at the start of tournaments. Um, and and sort of my general kind of philosophy is a bit overblown, but my sort of my tactics are, you'll have discussed the same thing with Sean. The first thing to look for in these tournaments is court speed. It's so important, you know, how fast the courts are going to play makes such a big difference on, on the profile of the player you're looking at to win the tournament. Um, both of these tournaments this week are on hard courts. One is on a quicker court than the other. We'll get into that into more detail. But e- even on clay, for instance, you have differences. Not even all not all clay courts are the same. You have a tournament like Madrid, which is at altitude, so the ball travels quicker, and you tend to get non-clay court specialists doing quite well there. Um, and sometimes it's not the easiest to find out the speed of the court. So um, another good guide is is seeing players who have done well at the tournaments in the past, um, and and on court speed. You know, we're not going to be looking at Iga Svantec this week, the world number one, because she's in the United Cup. But she's pretty much unbeatable on clay and on slower hard courts. On faster hard courts, she's definitely vulnerable. So she's extremely short for the Australian Open, which is coming up in just a few weeks. Uh, I think she's plus 150 for that tournament. And I'd avoid her at all costs on 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 because it's a quicker surface at the Australian Open we've seen that she struggles on grass and then even the US Open that she won um which is on a medium speed surface she she was in all sorts of trouble in a couple of matches against Jill Niemeyer and Arena Sabalenka so she can get it done but the quicker the court the more she struggles 
So that's court speed. And the next things I'm looking at, I'm looking at the draw is all important, obviously. And I'm looking at form. Um, it's, it's, you know, form players go well. You know, there are some players who are in a horrible run of form. We'll get onto a couple of them later. And, you know, you can't really back them until you've seen that they've, they've shown some form. So there you go. What was your question again? <laughs> and that's I just been Game Better one. Match, the first edition of WWE. Thanks for watching. <laughs> I'm, I, what, what, the thing is, the, the one thing to take from it is that you're talking about form and, and coming into the Australian Open and these tournaments. Favourites are vulnerable, aren't they? If you're going to get a favourite beat or you're going to get an outsider win an event, the first couple of tournaments of the year, certainly that's the case on the ATP Tour and the WTA event. And obviously in the in the Australian Open, which is just a few weeks away. So yeah, uh, we need to look at form players. I, I mentioned it to Sean yesterday, um, the bookies really react to somebody who wins a tournament here. Like if an unknown player won the Auckland event or the Adelaide event, they, they would be smashed in half for the Australian Open, purely and simply because of that form guide coming into the new year. And there's sometimes a little bit of an overreaction to it. I slightly disagree with you on Srontek in terms of yes, she can get beat at, at, at Wimbledon. Um, but I think that she's got a, a, a dominance around her now. There's an aura around her now. She knows she's the number one. Like Ash, It took Ash Barty a bit of time before she her shot retirement to realise that she was the world number one. And she had that sort of aura when she went on court. I saw Shivantek uh, playing in the World League in Dubai when I was coming back from the World Cup. And she was unbelievable against uh, Garcia. I know it was an exhibition game, but I feel that that aura of her now knows that I can beat these players. I am so far clear of the. I, I think her number one and her in the number two is as big as, say, the number two and the number 16 in the world at the moment. And probably even bigger on on clay courts. So I do I do take your point that she's a, a very low favourite, a plus one fifty. But I do think there is this kind of confidence around her now that makes her really a frightening prospect in twenty twenty three. And I think she can dominate uh, other than Wimbledon. I think it's, it's going to be very hard to stop her. Australian Open, yes, but I think you know what she what she did last week. She was she was sensational. Yeah, she is. I mean, I I wouldn't disagree that she, you know she is clearly the number one. By far. I mean, she's consistent. But as I say, you know, and, and most of these tournaments these days are played on kind of medium, slowish hard courts, which suits her. But as I say, when it gets to the quicker courts, she can struggle. And you know, the US Open, mm. you know, she, she and because of that aura around her and that confidence she has, she managed to drag herself out of bad situations, especially against Sabalenka. I mean, she looked in all sorts of trouble there and managed to get herself out of it. But um, yeah, she's she is very it's all very about exciting. the price as well though it's all oh, about gosh, you know, everything's yeah. about the odds i mean plus 150 for the australian open i'm saying that she's dominant i'm saying that she's 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 definitely the girl to beat we we, we all know but would i back better at plus 150 no. certainly not i'd look for some each way value in the opposite half towards her and i'd be opposable but probably opposable though in match bets okay that's enough about the future it's all about now it's all about the first two tournaments that we're covering on the wta tour the first one with Adelaide is adelaide one it's like, it's like a Rocky, Rocky one, Adelaide two, <laughs> Adelaide three. Some this time Adelaide, it's personal. Yeah, yeah, Adelaide um... four, some Russian's going to come in and win it and, and beat and beat. So yeah, Adelaide one. Obviously, the, this tournament is obviously we, there's two tournaments, Adelaide one and Adelaide two. It was changed because of the COVID situation, but it's a really good draw. And then we, where we're we're filming this now on Monday, there's been a 
a night of first round matches that are overnight in Sunday uh, for me Monday morning here. So Rory, you've had a look at the court. You've had a look at the results. You talk about court speed being very, very important. What did you make of uh, what your, the breakdown of the first day's play? Yeah, it's pretty much as you'd expect. I mean, it's interesting. It's played on green set is, is the name of the court. It's the same that's used at the Australian open. So it's pretty quick. Um, last year, Ashley Barty won Adelaide one, and she beat Elena Rybakina, the subsequent Wimbledon champion in the final. Um, Madison Keys defeated Alison Risk to win Adelaide two last year, but that was a much, much weaker field. Um, yeah, it's, you had one really good match last night when it finished just a couple of hours ago as we, as we, as we to speak, um, where Ribakina defeated fifth seed Danielle Collins. She dropped the first set and then came back to win. And you also had Ludmilla Samsonova who dropped the first set against Shui Zhang and then absolutely roared back. I think she served about 17 or 18 aces. So it tells you, I mean, she has a big serve, that's her game, but it tells you it's quick if she can serve 17, 18 aces. So yeah, she was in trouble, but she got out of it. And now she's going to play the number two seed, Arena Sabalenka. And that, that mm. should be a very, very, very interesting encounter. As we've discussed, first tournament of the year for a lot of these players. Um, some did play in the World Tennis League, as you've mentioned. Hard to take too much from that because it, it is an exhibition. Um, but the top seeds on Jabur, who had such a great year last year, um, made the final in Wimbledon. She has what looks like a routine starter against either Serana Kirstia or, or Victoria Golovitz. Then she's likely to meet Ribakina in the quarterfinals. So, you know, that could be quite tricky. And in the repeat, semis... Repeat of the, Wimbledon, repeat of the Wimbledon final. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, in the semis, it could be Annette Contivate, who's always one to watch on a quicker surface, uh, in my opinion. That's the top half. Bottom half. I think the top uh, half, Rory, if you look at the top half, I think the top half looks a lot harder bracket than the bottom half. I think the, I, I the, agree. The bottom half looks, you know, a, a lot easier to come through rather than the top half. There's one player, and we, you know, we'll come on to the, the you said about the, the World League, but I, I, I watched a couple of doubles games as well. And, and I'll tell you what, I thought Bianca Andrescu was showing some form, uh, what, you know, she's a former US Open champion, but I thought she was definitely a take for me that, that she could come back to some form. And she obviously lost the first set against Garvin Muguruza. And I thought, what on earth have I bet this girl for? What have I, why did I look? <laughs> but then she come on the one. I, in the one play I would take out from what I saw. Again, very hard to read with exhibitions, but just someone not perhaps, perhaps this week, but maybe in the opening rounds in the Australian Open, she's getting back to some sort of best form her. Yeah, she's she's had so many injuries since that US Open success and she's had dips in form and she's shown sort of glimmers and you think maybe she'll, she'll come back and it just hasn't quite worked. So I think with her, I'd like to see some, you know, consistent performances yes. before jumping on that on that bandwagon again. Um, she is very interesting. I mean, you know, she's a slam winner. Um and she had that amazing, you know, when she won that slam, she had that amazing few months and then it, it's all kind of just gone a bit cold since then. But it would be great if she could get back into form. Um, yeah, she's interesting in that she's got she's got a tough match coming up against uh, Veronica Kudometova. So, you know, that, that could be difficult. Uh, if she gets past that, 
well, you know, the bottom half does look open. I mean, Sabalenka, Samsonova next. Mm. I do actually fancy Sabalenka for the tournament. I think this might be the time to catch her. Um, She's the woman that's probably cost me more money than any <laughs> other woman in the last years. Whenever, whenever we've touched, whenever myself and Sean have looked at, and, I, and I've always thrown a play in on a future play on a, on a WTA event, Sabalenka is always the one that I call in because I think potentially she's she could win. She's got the game to win everything, but her unforced error account is is so insanely high. And yes. um, I, I every time I mention Sabalenka, I can see Mr. Calvert sort of smirking, laughing <laughs> his face, thinking, "Not her again, Nigel." Well, and she you, had that uh, issue last season. Her serve just left her. I think it was sort of midway through last season. Her serve just stopped working. I mean, it was just painful. If she wasn't hitting an ace, it was almost certainly going to be a double fault. She just completely lost her serve. She's got that back. She's playing pretty well again. And, you know, on her day, she she should beat anyone. She is in, can be a bit inconsistent. And, you know, I, I wouldn't, I think she's had enough chances to win a slam now. I, 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 I can't see her as a betting proposition in a slam. In normal WTA tournaments, I think she's still one of the best players around. She's seeded number two here. She would be my pick in this tournament a tentative pick but you know she she would be my my pick here i, I i'm sure you're going to avoid her no, no, your listen, i i said that i would i, I would uh my new my new year's resolution was never to bet sabalenka again i think i might have broken <laughs> it in two days yeah. so uh um what price are we going to get for Sabalenka this week in Adelaide? Obviously, the Bet Rivers market is suspended at the moment because they're waiting for the first rounds, uh, first days matches to complete. So to be open by the time this podcast comes live, we should have uh, the prices available. What, what kind of price would we be looking at, uh, Rory? To yeah, I think to take we were looking at. I did note it down last night. Um, yeah, I think we were looking at around plus five hundred and fifty. Right. So you know, it's not a bad price. Um, Angebur is the favourite at sort of around the sort of plus 350 mark. So, you know, and, you know, if she does get past Samsonova, I don't think the bottom half looks all that difficult as we've discussed. Um, you know, you've got the likes of, you know, you've got Ostapenko and Pliskova in there, you know, two other players who on their day can be anyone. Um and if she gets through that, let's say she gets to the final against Shebur, she's got a good head-to-head record against Shebur. Sabalenka win only for me would be the yeah. bet, but it's kind of, it's not, and it's not having a bet just for the sake of it. It's kind of just looking at it and thinking, actually, she could run through this tournament. There's no pressure and then again, on she could lose to Samsonova. So. Yeah, but there's no pressure on it. There's no pressure on this tournament. No. And that, and that's the that's the beauty of someone who, who like her, when she comes in, no pressure. She can play with freedom. She can hit her winners and she, she can win it. When she gets into a Grand Slam quarterfinal uh, and, and the pressure is on that she's in the... She got to the semifinal at women, didn't she, a few years back? And she folded. Yeah. I think she played Barty in the semifinal. But she, the pressure got to her, and that is the problem. And you see that with so many other players. So Sabalenka at around about plus five fifty is Rory's pick in Adelaide. One, the outright prices should be available now on the Bet Rivers website, and uh, if you just check out during the day, they will be there. But it's a win-only pick. Um, let's look at some matches, Rory. And I've done uh, a little graph, a little graphic here. So uh, bear with me a second. I'm going to share the screen here. These are the selected matches on Adelaide first round. Now these should be played 
uh, on uh, losing the day. So it should be played Monday afternoon, early evening uh, over in America. And these are the prices here. Have they come up yet? Have we got them? There we go. Oh, there are your picks. Oh, no, I've put the wrong, wrong wrong graphic. What am I doing? <laughs> hang on, hang on. I've got carried away. I don't want everyone to see those. I wanted to get the other ones. Okay, so here we have the Adelaide selected matches. It should be... Oh, it's, it's showing the wrong one. Anyway, you run through it, Rory, and we'll, we'll, okay. we'll take them through. I think the first one's Kinwen Sheng against Annette Contivate, I believe. Yep. Yes. And um, Zheng is minus 141. Contivate is plus 114. Quite surprised to see contivate the outsider here i do i will declare this is probably going to be we a go. regular there theme we here we are I've done it this I've is done probably going lovely it's like stuff. showing this is like when you get your vcr video and you, and you, <laughs> you, you, your dad's trying to work out but you're showing how aged there uh this yeah. me, me and these graphics are, are we don't go well together so they're they're no. the five matches we pick roy so just talk us through these matches yeah so yeah the top match i as i say quite surprised to see contivate the outsider this might be a bit of a recurring theme, I warn you. You know, I do have a bit of a soft spot for Annette Contivate. She went on an absolute tear at the end of 2021. Indoor, hard courts, won everything pretty much. Rose to number two in the world as a result. Um, partly because she linked up with Dmitry Tursunov, the old Russian player, uh, who transformed her mentally. She'd been really brittle under pressure in the past, but then, you know, it seemed like her sort of, her instructions were, you know, you get into a tight situation, you just keep going for your shots. And it made such a difference. She had that great run of form. They've split. I mean, Tursunov had, I think, had a bit of difficulty getting to tournaments after the whole Ukraine war situation. Um, although he did have a short spell with Emma Raducanu at the end of last season. Um, more on her later. But uh, Contivate, difficult 2022. She had a fairly long spell out with covid She's down to number 17 in the world. She should have beaten Serena at the US Open. In fact, she got drawn into a slugfest, which was pretty much the only way Serena could win that match. And, and she did. Um, end of the season, she reached the final on home soil in, in Tallinn, indoors, hardcore, before running into Barbara Krajikova, rejuvenated Krajikova in the final. And then she retired her in her opener in Ostrava. Um her opponent, Kinwen Sheng, it's a funny one because she's, let's use a horse racing term, she's been a bit of a talking horse for a little while, Kinwen Sheng. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, she did beat Paola Badoza in straight sets in Tokyo last September. She's, you know, won the odd, you know, she's beaten the odd good player, but, you know, she's... I think she's behind on the, she's even behind Contivate on the world rankings. So I can't really see why she's favourite. Contivate, as I said, she's really good indoors on hardcore. Sorry, go do, on, Nigel. Do you think there is some kind of um, anti-Contivate from the betters? Because she was labelled the worst player ever to be the number two seed in the yes. WCA games. There was, she was, when she uh, played against uh, Serena Williams, there was, uh, uh, ultimately, it really affected her. You saw her after the game and everyone said that she choked and she allowed Serena Williams in. Do you think there's a, sort of, there's certain players that betters and, and bookies know that the public won't want to bet and I, I just got a feeling that Contivate is a one of those players even when she was number two in the world she was starting plus money in games against girls in the top 16 uh, I don't think she probably has the credit that she deserved and I think that people have sort of made her a bit of a scapegoat uh, in, in, the, in the way that she was and you know and I think 
that sort of ingrained in betters' minds. Conservate, oh, we don't, we're not going to bet her. I mean, they're forgetting the, the run she went on. Yeah, I, I'd agree totally. So, you know, last season, you know, I really fancied her for the Australian Open and she ran into Clara Tolson, who is another player I really like, who I also backed for the Australian Open. Oh, I, bet, I, backed her for Australia, I backed her for the Australian Tolson. Yeah, and Tolson beat her. Um so that was that. And then she can't, she's just, she's not, she's not particularly good on clay. So the French Open was never an option. Wimbledon for Contivate, she was still getting over COVID. So, you know, yeah. Okay. And I'm a little bit biased, but I, you know, I'd say she had her excuses. She had her reasons. Yeah. The US Open against Serena, it was emotional. It was Contivate. She doesn't have many dimensions to her game. You know, she likes to hit the ball hard these days. She doesn't have that much variety which is why she's really good on quick courts, on indoor hard courts. She can hit most players off the court. Um, and she's trying to do that against Serena, which is, you know, just not mm. the thing to do. So she showed signs tail end of last season that she was coming back to her best. As mentioned, these courts in Adelaide are fast. Um, I'd actually, you know, before we sort of went through the matches we were going to discuss, I'd already noted down that I wanted to back her for this. So, you know, i all over Contivate for this for this one. So there she is, Contivate plus one fourteen. Uh, and there's a few other favorites: Vondrasova minus one thirty, Victoria Azarenka minus one eighty, uh, Pliskova Ostapenko. It's an interesting betting event: minus one twenty five, Pliskova plus one hundred two, Ostapenko. Uh, we gather that we, we well we know that Contivate is your pick at plus one fourteen. But is anything else in those other four games that have caught your eye, or any leans you have in any direction? Yeah, um, Alexandra v Vondrasova. Um, I'm surprised. I, I thought it'd be the other way around, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Vondrasova has been the more active of the two. She she beat Danielle Collins in the Billie Jean Cup, Billie Jean King Cup in Glasgow. She then played a couple of challenger events in December. Um, didn't really get very far. Sorry, she just played one of them in Angers. She she lost in the quarterfinals to Alicia Parks. Alexandra had a really good season last year. On quicker courts as well, she won the Wimbledon warm-up in Hertigen Bosch, um, in in just yeah just before Wimbledon. She won the tournament in Seoul, and she took a set off Iga Sviontek in Ostrava, indoor hard in the semi-finals. This is her first match in, in over two months, so you know Von Jasova might have a slight edge on match fitness, but I think Alexandra should be favourite there. Um, the other one I really wanted to pick out. I mean, Ostapenko Pliskova, that really could go either way. That's, a long, think, that's over games, that. There's got to be over 22 and a half. Well, I, I just get the feeling from last year that Pliskova's on the decline. I mean, she she didn't have a good year at all last year. Um, her last win against anyone of note was at the US Open against Victoria Azarenka. That said, the courts are fast, so that will suit her and her big serve. But as I said, I just don't think... She's the player she was. Ostapenko, well, she any it depends which one turns up, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I mean, she's she's capable of beating anyone on a day, and she's equally capable of, of losing against anyone. And I, I tend to avoid her as a you know as a betting proposition. At the prices, she'd be at a pick, but you know, you're a braver man than I am if, mm. if you're gonna back her. But the other match I wanted to look at was um Kalanina against Azarenka. And I've been a fan of Azarenka for years. I mean, she's she was unfortunate to run into Serena Williams for so long. She'd have won 
at least two or three US Opens if Serena hadn't been around and she'd have won a lot more slams. Um, but there's a real match fitness edge here for Kalanina. Um, she reached, she played both of the challenger events in France in December, both on indoor hard courts. She reached the semis in Angers and then she won the event in Limoges. Um, and in the qualification for this tournament, she beat Diana Yastremska and Anna Bondar, who's, I think she's top 50 these days, the Hungarian. She's a clay court specialist, but she's no mug on hard courts. But she beat Bondar 6 1 6 1. So she's in form, she's used to the surface. Azarenka hasn't played since October in Guadalajara. Um, so at the prices, I think Kalanina's a pick here. Uh, I think plus 143. Um, just because, you know, Azarenka hasn't played for nearly three months. You know, I, I just think Kalanina, she is in form and, and she could be the one here. So there's a couple of outsiders there, but your main pick in Adelaide would be... No surprise, Contavit. I think we're going to get, <laughs> hear that name quite regularly, I believe, in 2023. I, I suspect so. Uh, as the outsider, uh, plus uh, 114. Um, we could quickly move on to the second tournament. Obviously, we've, we haven't, we've been running out a little bit of time here, but we've got uh, the tournament in Auckland, the ASB Classic. Um, it's only a WTA 250 event, so it hasn't got the, the class field that we saw in Adelaide. Um, what do you think of the conditions here? You said it's a little bit slower than Adelaide, and uh, who's caught your eye in the outright markets? Corey Goff is the favourite, by the way, here, uh, and obviously this is a tournament that's been dominated by Americans. Four of the last six winners here have been US-based players, and it's the first time it's played since 2020 because of COVID, where the, uh, the winner in that year was Serena Williams. Exactly. Yeah, the surface is plexicushion, which is um, a medium speed court, which shouldn't really help or hinder anyone in this field significantly. Goff should win this tournament. I mean, she's ranked number seven in the world. Her record against top 10 players is pretty awful, but against players ranked below her, she's she's very consistent. But at the price, I think she's around plus 300. Um, I'm happy to skip her. In the top half, there's her. The other player who caught my eye was Linda Frivertova. Um, I think I got that pronunciation. Okay. Yep. Um, but, uh, I, actually, I actually Googled that pronunciation, so I know you did it right. So oh, I, I double checked it. Linda. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's interesting. She's up against Emma Raducanu in the first round. So I think we'll look at that match, hopefully, if we've got time. Um, those two are the players for me in the top half, but, you know, the price of Goff doesn't really appeal. Bottom half is wide open. Sloane Stevens just isn't a betting proposition as far as I'm concerned. She, a bit like Ostapenko, she's can be brilliant one day and terrible the next if she puts it all together she makes the final easily if Carolina Mukiva was fit I'd be backing her but she hasn't she's struggled with injuries for so long um I was tempted at a huge price by Yaseline Bonaventure uh, the Belgian who did beat Katie McNally in the early hours she had a pretty good year last year but also overnight Leila Fernandez who was beaten by Emma Raducanu in that US Open final a couple of years ago she thrashed Brenda Privetova Privet I'm gonna get it try and get it right I did it right <laughs> earlier now I can't Privetova there we go yep. uh Linda's younger sister 15 year old she beat her 6-1-6-1 now Fernandez struggled for much of last season with a foot injury but I think here, this is this is a sign that she's back to full fitness, um, and um, yeah, I think she's the main obstacle 
I mean, the main obstacle for her would probably mm. be Sloane Stevens if she, if she gets that far. Um, when I looked last night before they'd played earlier, she was around plus fourteen hundred. So when the live when the markets go live again, hopefully we'll see about plus a thousand. But she'd be a strong each way fancy for me. Elena Fernandez obviously got to the US Open final where she played Emma Raducanu. And I know that you you don't like the hopes of Emma Raducanu. You think she's going to struggle. She's, she's up uh, against uh, through Vertiva, as uh, we, 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 I think we're pronouncing it quite right. And there uh, are the, okay, they're, they're the Auckland matches there. Uh, we've only got about five minutes, Rory. So quickly give us the, your pick there. Yeah, I think for Vertiva. Yeah, she won the Chennai Open last year, although I've been hunting for court speeds there and I can't find any mention of it. Um, Raducanu's form, I mean, she's had all sorts of problems with injuries. She's gone through coaches and, you know, it's... Yeah, she she did in the World Tennis League, which you mentioned in Dubai, she did take a set off on Jabur. So maybe, you know, maybe she's not in bad form, but at the prices, you wouldn't really chance it so I think for given what she did last season she's very much a talent on the rise um she's a player I'd be backing there other matches there yeah Mukovic Zizou Wang's interesting she was playing absolutely lights out tennis for a set against Contivate in Tallinn uh, before falling to defeat and then she reached the semis in Cluj um so she'd be interesting, and she is the outsider there at plus 165. Um, Zidanezek Davis, Zidanezek's primarily a clay quarter, um, and Davis is pretty consistent on the hard courts. I think that's priced about right. Um, Kenin, Sophia Kenin, down to 227 in the world, having been Australian Open champion just three years ago. She's had injuries, coaching changes real slumps in form she also made early exits in those challenger tournaments uh, last month in france uh wang Xinyu wang is interesting she won the itf 60k tournament in tokyo uh in october uh she also beat magna lynette in cluj late last season so again just given the given the odds i think wang is the play here and uh we we talked enough about sloan sleeves i think she should comfortably beat rebecca masarova but you know it's not one to to play at that price there's a couple of outsiders there and obviously as we said uh at the start of the show start of any season any tennis season betting favorites is is, is very difficult uh favorites don't necessarily win and then takes a bit of time uh, and until they come into the Australian Open I think you can get favourites beat here so there's a quick recap of Rory's picks if you want to quickly run through them Rory these are your selections uh, for the matches if you want to just talk us through those quick bets that you got on Adelaide and Auckland yep so uh, as as mentioned uh, Arena Sabalenka outright we'll see what the, the odds are in a few hours um, but Hopefully she's still around the plus 550 mark and uh, also Adelaide, Annette Contivates to beat Kinwen Zheng at plus 114 for Auckland. Leila Fernandez, this would be an each way bet um, at plus a thousand. Hopefully she'll be about that after she won very comfortably last night. And then one match in the first round, uh, Linda Frivertova to beat Emma Raducanu at plus 160. So there you go. That's the first edition of Game Bet Match WTA uh, preview. With matches will be this afternoon in America and uh, throughout the night. Uh, obviously, they're in Australia. Check out Bet Rivers website for the outright markets. 
Uh, you can follow myself and Rory and all the other fantastic uh, handicappers we have on the uh, Bet Rivers Network on our joint Twitter handle at Because We Win. There you can see all the shows. You can also subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Thank you very much if you've already done so. And Game Better Match was in the top five regularly uh, for podcasts on tennis uh, last year's and in the Apple charts and all the other charts. So please make sure you download this on your preferred service provider for all your uh, podcast needs. Uh, Rory, thank you very much. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. I know we rushed that last little bit there, but uh, uh, I noticed some of the pitch that you've given and some of the analysts you've done. I'm sure we're going to get into the uh, into the swing of things a little bit more over the next couple of weeks. But thank you very much for joining us and build up to the Australian Open, which starts in a couple of weeks' time. And you'll be back next uh, Monday with us. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. We'll have Adelaide 2. The Revenge. Jaws um, 3, Adelaide 2, Rocky 4. <laughs> no, it should be good. I mean, it's all it's all uh, all roads lead to Melbourne and the Australian Open. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to that first slam and uh, yeah, seeing who comes out on top. Take care, everyone. Happy New Year. Uh, and keep watching and keep subscribing. Take care. All the best. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. <laughs>